Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, and that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. John and Ken Show. John Cobell, Ken Shampo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, well, speaking of the iHeartRadio app, you can use that to leave a message for the Moist Line. There's a talkback feature, which is indicated by a little microphone. We understand there's lots of room on the Moist Line this week, and it's coming up in just a couple of days. You can also call the toll-free line at 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Well, Frank James, the shooting suspect in the Brooklyn subway uh, uh, just craziness that went on. I mean, 29 people ended up getting injured. Uh, 10 people got shot. Uh, he just uh, was uh, mumbling to himself on a seat and uh, suddenly stood up and started firing. He was caught today, and we're going to talk with Brad Garrett, ABC News crime and terrorism analyst, uh, to explain what's been happening. Brad, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you. What do you, what do you know of how he was uh, finally caught? So, you know, it, it didn't take NYPD and the FBI very long to actually ID him because he basically left a trail of evidence. He dropped a credit card at the scene with his name on it that they were able to trace the purchase of a firearm, a Glock handgun, a 9mm handgun, back to 2011 that he purchased in Ohio. He also dropped that at the scene. Uh the credit card led to a U-Haul that he had rented that they found, a, you know, a short distance away from the subway. And so I guess the long, I'm making a, a long story short in that they were able to ID him as the potential shooter. Really, I think 
yesterday. But what happened is they didn't have all of these blocks put together, and there's, there are some more than what I've already said. But the social media and getting his picture out to the New Yorkers that caught him. So around 145-ish today, he was in a McDonald's um, and uh, in the Lower East Side, and people spotted him. Say, hey, that's the guy in the picture. And so they started taking photographs of him in the McDonald's. NYPD monitor social media. They said, oh, my God, that's our guy. They sent patrol out. He had just left, but a short distance from the McDonald's, they arrested him, and it sounds like he didn't bite them. There's also a report that he called in a tip himself to Crime Stoppers. Well, that's entirely possible. I mean, you're, you're talking about somebody that's got yeah. one of two things in my mind. You know, obviously, there's some mental illness. There's some belief that he might even have some sort of dementia. So my guess is based on his rant, rants on social media, that it may well be uh, potentially a combination of both. Now, he's apparently got a long criminal record, but Brad, were you able to learn anything about this 2019 story that he ended up when the FBI entered into the Guardian lead system in New Mexico? Do you know what that is? No, I, 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 I don't know. I have heard of that. Um, but, you know, when you look at his history, I mean, some of it has a bit of a leaning towards acting out violently, but nothing with firearms, nothing nothing like threatening somebody with killing them in the past. So he doesn't have a history that basically lends itself that he should have been in, on anybody's radar screen to commit a mass shooting. Now, if you look at his social media posts where he just rants and raves to, to Mayor Eric Adams, who's a former NYPD captain, now the mayor of New York City, you know, ranting and raving about all the homeless people that live on the subway, but really going after the mayor for not making the subway safer, which is ironic since he had just, and then he went and did what he did, of course. But that, but in his mind, he was probably making a statement like, hey, mayor, look, it isn't safe. I'm just an average guy with a gun that goes in and shoots up a, you know, a, a subway car and then is, is able to get away. So you can't apply logic to people like this, obviously, but mass shooters by and large feel they're not empowered on any level. They, they typically have really disappointing lives. They get angrier and angrier if you add mental illness or other physical issues to it that exacerbates it. And they finally get to a point where, I got to get somebody to pay attention to me. Um, and they decide to end up doing, you know, a mass shooting because it's really about power. It's about taking control. I mean, ultimately, when you hold people's life in your hands, that's that's pretty big time power, obviously. And I, I think that's why he did it, you know, and probably had little or no guilt about doing it, maybe perhaps until he got caught. How does a, are there going to be terrorism charges related to this? I mean, how are they going to handle this, do you think? So there is, I mean, the FBI, they're, they're prosecuting him at least initially federally, which means that the, the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District of New York uh, and the FBI will be, will be the leads, obviously with a lot of help from NYPD. 
But if there is a federal statute about committing violent acts uh, on public transportation, it's specifically written for what happened um, yesterday. And so he faces some charges that could get him life in prison. And my guess is, based on the evidence, that's a likely sentence at some point he might get, assuming he's competent to stand trial. Yeah, that would probably be the claim. There probably will be some mental health issues brought up by his defense. Exactly. But this is not the sort of thing that anybody can see coming in this individual. Well, you know, that no. I mean, that's the problem. Did he make in those social media rants, which nobody really would have probably known about? I don't know who he sent them to. Uh, I don't know how NYPD and the FBI found them. But, you know, the point being, he know, he makes a comment at some point that he just feels like going out and, and shooting people, uh, which obviously he ended up doing. But, uh, you know, people rant and rave and say all sorts of awful, violent things uh, via social media. But, I mean, that statement in itself, you couldn't charge him. He's not threatening any particular person or a particular location. Um, and so... There are a lot of people that are versions of Mr. James that say awful things, that, that, that talk about doing awful things, but never act on them. And that's the vast majority of the time. So that's the tricky thing. I mean, getting in front of mass shooters is one of the more difficult things that the law enforcement has to do day in and day out. And many times they miss them. Because they just don't know in advance. Yeah, because some of these social media posts did talk about shooting up things. No, I mean, he made a cut. No, that's a, right. He made it, you know, he, he goes after the mayor and uses the obscenities. And apparently there's some, some traffic they didn't release that he gets into, you know, some pretty racially nasty stuff. But, you know, the point being, there is nothing in there. I mean, uh, I mean, one quick example, if you look at Nicholas Cruz at Parkland in Florida, he said in social media that he was going to go shoot up a school. I mean, that's why, you know, the family members have sued the federal government, the FBI, because they had gotten information that he was going to do that. And it, it just didn't get passed along to who, whom it should have been passed along to. So I use that as an example. I mean, that was just a huge red light. You don't have that with Mr. James and, and in many times don't have that direct type of threat um, before a mass shooting. Is there a, a lack of police deterrence on the New York City subway system and the cameras didn't work? Um, I don't know how well, prevalent that is. I mean, are, 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 have they left the subway system wide open to an attack like this? Well, first of all, the cameras that apparently didn't work were the ones that were really focused on the turnstiles because you get all sorts of people jumping the turnstiles. So those weren't working. So if, if, if that's accurate, what I'm saying, then you wouldn't have captured what he did on those cameras. Obviously, there was, he got captured on, on some other cameras. They got him going in the subway system, out of the subway system. But to your point about safety and, and public transportation, in particular subway systems, I mean, how safe can you make them? Three million people a day ride the New York City subway system. Three million. You can't 
search, you can't search and clear three million people like TSA clears us to get aboard an airplane. It just you can't do it. And so, I mean, you can put a cop in every station. You can't in a city the size of New York. You can't put a cop in every car. But I, I don't know how you defense against these things in reality without advanced information. It's a, like you know, some school shooters have been stopped because law enforcement got some advanced information, did their homework, and stopped kids from committing mass shootings. And, you know, could you otherwise? Probably not. You know, that's, that's the real dilemma. Uh, and, you know, you just take a calculated risk if, in fact, you use certain forms of public transportation. I, it shouldn't deter people because statistically it's still a really low number. But... You know, let's face it, if you had to face in New York City subway system every day after what just happened, you might think twice, perhaps, or at least some people would. All right. Thank you very much, Brad, for your time. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Take care. All right. Brad Garrett, ABC News terrorism analyst. We got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobelt and Ken Shampo, KFI AM 640. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, well, we've been talking about the arrest of the New York City subway shooter suspect, Frank R. James, who does have a criminal record that dates back to the 1990s. He's a 62-year-old man, by the way, and that's a little bit out of the profile. Black and 62 to be a mass shooter, that often doesn't match. But he is described by family members as quite the loner. He posted a whole lot of videos to YouTube and Facebook where he rants about everything going on in the world and... Some of it is clearly racist. So uh, you're right, John. Hate crimes should be hate crimes. These. That's right. He, he hated picks on uh, blacks, Mexicans, Jews, whites. He hated he all on blacks too. He hated all the other tribes, including his own. He had rented a room at a Philadelphia Airbnb for 15 days, starting on March 28th. Still booked there when he took the U-Haul on April 6th from a nearby outlet, and headed to New York with, I guess, his plan to get on the subway and shoot people. He had a uh, Glock. He had a high-capacity rifle magazine, a blue smoke canister. Uh, One neighbor in Philadelphia said he wasn't there long. I don't remember his face. He would just go in and out. He wasn't one of those guys who stays outside. He might stay for an hour or two and leave, and then he came back at night. And then, of course, as we've been talking about these bizarre YouTube rants that he posted, including against the current mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. Those were just so... So stupid about social media is every mental patient now has his own channel to broadcast. And maybe he thought but that should help uh, us. Well, it, it should. We should we should, uh, you know, uh, we should have a department of looking at deranged people's social media postings and, and just arrest them and constantly them, harassing them. Exactly. Put them. Put him in a mental institution. Yeah, that's I right. Mean, always say, well, you can't prosecute somebody for thought well, crimes. Well, maybe we should. And besides, besides, we have to rethink thought crimes. No, I mean, there's there's terroristic threats. You can you can uh, go to jail for making threats against people. Not for long, usually, though. Well, maybe it should be for long. No. I'm saying is that we got we got to we got to uh, make some new laws here. We've got we got a new era. We have a way actually to definitively identify who's likely to cause trouble. Just go online and see. And if you you know it when you see it, you see somebody. It's like obviously that guy's crazy. Boy, that's a lot of threats. That's a lot of violence he's talking about. That's a lot of anger. If anybody's going to blow, he's going to be the one to blow. Right? 
I don't think it's all that difficult. You know it when you see it. It's like uh, pornography, trying to come yeah. up with a definition. You, you just, you know it. And if you you watch uh, this guy in video and just look at his transcripts, like, yeah, yeah, he should have been putting it, taken away. What would it have hurt? What would we have lost here? This guy was contributing absolutely nothing uh, to his his life and, and, and to society. And, yeah, Brad Garrett from NBC News was talking about, you know, the background of some of these guys. And, yeah, it's a lifetime of being a failure, a lifetime of disappointments. And people get angry and bitter as they go old, grow older. Uh, sane people do. So imagine an insane person is angry and bitter at all the things he didn't do in life that he didn't accomplish or all the bad breaks or trauma and abuse he had as a child. You know, well, that, that, it's funny you said that because one of his posts was, my family, the enemy. He blames his father for 40% of what's wrong with him. But I'll take 60% of the blame because it's my life. It's my life and I didn't realize what I was up against. Mm. To live and not be bleeped up by by other mother bleepers, which is to take the position that if you bleep with me, I'll bleep with you or I'll kill you. Mm. There you go. Well, a lot for a lot it's of these a typical got, rant. That it makes got, no it sense, comes really. from from uh, parental abuse or neglect. That that that's true for a lot of a lot of people. Sexual abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, whatever. Okay, but you know you, you know so, there's also a lot of people who suffer that and go on and uh, live normally and they live uh, well. Right. And they overcome it. So the point is, it's kind of fun to uh, have a have a academic discussion on the root causes of why people do this stuff. In the end, who gives a crap? He did it. Just judge him by his actions, not the motivations, not his background. Look what he did. It shot a lot of people up. Let's let's put him in jail forever. Now we will. But let's also when when somebody says, "I'm going to do this. I want to do this." What's wrong with taking him seriously? What's wrong with writing laws that take him seriously and making that kind of repeated violent threats? Hey, you know what? You you got to get locked up. You got to be put in a mental institution. You got to take medication. All right. When we come back, we'll give you an update on the story we talked about last week involving uh, the global network of Black Lives Matter and this $6 million home that they bought in uh, Studio City. And they have been accused by the attorney generals of a number of states of not filing what they call the informational forms. Uh, they have to file. If you're a nonprofit, you do have to complete uh, by IRS regulations all sorts of uh, informational forms. Well, the former, uh, well, the co-founder, she's no longer involved with the organization, this Patrice Culler, who bought all this real estate, yeah. recently went on a show. You're not going to believe this, but we will play you some of the audio complaining about the fact that there is reporting or what they call transparency laws for nonprofits and that they're, they're, they're triggering. Is that the new word? That's the word of the day, huh? Yeah. They're triggering. Boy, everybody has uh, learned, uh, learned the doctrine very well. So you're triggered. So you were triggered what? To steal money? Doesn't like it. She just doesn't think she, that uh, they right. should be subject to these kinds of things. Uh, we, they, should just, requirements. they should just be, take the money from the suckers and uh, buy their mansions. Why do I have to report? You know, you know what? One thing is I don't care that they stole this money because the suckers who gave Black Lives Matter the money, they got fleeced. They got looted good. You were that naive? Yeah. John and Ken KFI. 
John and Ken Show. John Cobalt and Ken Shampoo, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, KFI has got this gas card giveaway. That's right. We know prices are high. We feel your pain. You have a chance to win a $100 gas card all day on KFI, 9 a.m. with Bill Handel, 11 a.m. with Gary and Shannon, 5 o'clock hour with us, and 7 o'clock with Tim Conway Jr. So stay with us for the big 5 o'clock hour and your chance at a $100 gas card. The Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation made the news last week because they spent $6 million of the charity's money on this big mansion. Turns out it's in Studio City. This was a report by New York Magazine. They also got in trouble from several states because they were not submitting the required information that you have to submit if you're a nonprofit, which means you're not subject to taxation, but you still have reporting requirements. The charity raised $60 million in 2020, and a few states were like, hey, you're late with your reports on how you're spending the money. Get them in here, and until you do, we're going to stop your fundraising. This all has to do with uh, our tax system and, of course, the requirements that are put upon charities that want to consider themselves nonprofits. <laughs> well, this brings us to Patrice Cullors, who is the co-founder of the Black Lives Matter Global Organization. Oh, a Marxist, since- by the way. She has since left the organization, but not before she and others engaged in this real estate spending spree, which included the $6 million Studio City mansion. They bought a number of properties, which raised a lot of questions. And then they 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 weren't submitting the proper forms, which is called the 990. So a lot of suspicions were raised. They got another one in Topanga, too. They got another mansion there. Yeah. So what we have for you now is, I don't know, by some form of explanation, by Patrice Cullors. She was speaking at an event called the Vachon Center for the Arts. We'll begin with the first clip. And again, uh, one of the forms you have to submit is an IRS form called the 990. Hear this. First of all, number one, I actually did not know what 990s were before all of this happened. It's confusing. So (laughs) part of the opportunity here is to educate our folks. Like... Something's being weaponized against us that many people don't even know and honestly don't care about. I don't know. Wait, wait, about wait, them wait stop, wait, stop, stop, stop. That one's hard to believe. Stop, that stop a second. Uh, every, Another term I hate is weaponized. Yeah, it is weaponized because um, you took uh, tens of millions of dollars from people and you're buying self indulgent mansions. And there, I have not seen a single report that they have spent anything money, any money on anything positive for people in the black community. In well, fact, Local leaders have complained that this national organization hasn't given them any money to do any good for anybody. Well, what I heard was even worse. What I heard her say there is that, oh, reporting requirements like 990s, that's racist. They're just trying to get us. They're weaponizing their their reporting requirements to come after us. That's what I heard, which I think is really outrageous. Everybody's subject to this that has a charity. And is anything racial? Every legitimate charity, and a lot of them aren't, but the few that are, the first thing you do is you hire a tax expert uh, to make sure that you follow all the tax rules. That's the first thing you do. Obviously, there are people who don't know what a 990 is. And, you know, they put together this organization on the fly to take advantage of 
you know, the, the racial... Yeah, uh, do people not know you have to report certain things to it, the government? It, the, if you're an organization that's claiming to be a charity, when you collecting money? When you don't know... I don't care if you don't know the actual form, but you should know this reporting requirements. You, you, what you should know to hire somebody. Yeah, if, if, if you think you're capable of running a, a charity organization or whatever the hell this thing is, then you're capable of saying, okay... There's got to be legal consequences. There's got to be tax consequences. The whole point of a nonprofit is you don't have to pay taxes because allegedly you're not profiting, right? You're spending all the money on your good work. You're not keeping any of it for any length of time. That's that's the it's it's in the it's in the it's in the definition of your category. Nonprofit means no taxes. But you you can't just say that. You have to prove it. And you prove it by filling out the forms and then being able to back up every statement you put in the forms. And that's basic. And she's trying to act like it was some kind of trick. It was, you know, there was some kind of trap set for her. Yeah, reporting requirements or weaponization. Let's finish this clip. I didn't know about them until they started asking us for them for COVID relief funds. <laughs> I said, you need my 990. <laughs> yes. I had to call the accountant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the accountant handled that. Like, I, I don't know what that is. Um, it, it is such a trip now to hear the word, the, 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 the term 990s. I'm like, ugh, it's like triggering. Um, April 15th is next week. Yo. It's wow. triggering. Wow. Don't bother me with all your tax requirements and huh? regulations. Wait. I'm out here doing good deeds for uh, the public. I thought I'm just supposed to uh, take money from suckers and spend it on mansions for myself. What? I have to fill yeah, out a form? It's none of your business what we do with the money. Yeah, Hey, look, I got all these people to fall for it. Just trust us. It's going to good deeds. I know what I'm doing, right? They sent the money. All, these, all, this, all this real estate you're buying? You know what she said, apparently? Well, we have another clip we can play, but she apparently said that that big mansion in Studio City was important, as it turned out, because she found it to be a safe place to go when there were threats made against her organization. Oh, that's a lot of horse crap. It, 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 you know, everybody now tries to cover their bad deeds but with some kind of excuse that they were in danger, that they were somehow uh, traumatized, you know, that they were victims in some way. They're buying mansions because uh, they had $90 million they raised and they wanted to spend it on themselves and they wanted to run. The, and plus those, those real estate deals were questionable. They were running it through an LLC, somebody's boyfriend. It was all yeah, family members. Yeah, there was some connection to. All right. Yeah. Uh, play cut number four. Uh, because uh, now Patrice Colors doesn't think this nonprofit structure is safe. There has been so much um, clarity for me, a questioning for me. I don't know if I have clarity or answers yet, but I'm like, wow, it this doesn't seem like this isn't this doesn't seem safe for us. This 990 structure, this nonprofit system structure, this is like deeply unsafe. Like this is being literally weaponized what? against us against. The people we work with, I can't tell you how many people are like, am I next? Like, is, are they going to do this to me? As, as, so there's not a lot of, um, that's like, uh, when you, you know this, you run an organization, like people's morale in an organization is so important. Yes. But if their organization and the people in it are being attacked at, with, at, and scrutinized at everything they do, By that leads to, something, to deep We all have burnout. to file taxes. That leads to deep, like, <laughs> resistance and, and, and trauma. This is amazing. And so I think this that is. other piece for me around, you Stop know, digging what this I hole. think it's, it's important for people to understand <clears throat> is, and it's connected to, the, to this question, but there is a, 
there is a misinformation and disinformation mm. oh, it's um, a good, good words to uh, use. effort to not just um, challenge Black Lives Matter and the organization, but it's an experiment. If they win, they then it's the next black-led organization. Yes, it uh, is. You see, and then it's the this. next black-led no, no. organization. <laughs> no. And it's the next Things black like nonprofit requirements. Yeah. And no, so reporting so requirements. You raised $90 million. Where'd it go? That's and right. we don't allow for they, Any organization and they have that this does so that they know what they're doing, like how to create the infighting, they, how to create they. the distrust. We have to stop it. We can't we have to stop it before they do it. We have to shut it down. We have to be We're, showing up right. against it. And so that has been really important what, to me tax too. Laws? Like, taking the time kind to of kind of saying, stand yes. back and watch it <laughs> happening and being like, oh, this is how this works. Like we are, we are literally the experiment right People now. People gave her ninety million. Seriously? Yeah. This Boy, is did the I kind miss of lying logic that we did, hear did back. I, did we miss the boat? Let's we turn should this have started a nonprofit. That IRS non charity reporting requirements are they, racist. They. <laughs> All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken KFI. John and Ken Show. John Cobell and Ken Shampoo. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, what do you know? Uh, Deborah Mark was at last night's playoff game between the Los Angeles Clippers and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Wait, hold on. Hold on. We got to get her in the studio here. What do you mean in the studio? Well, she's not at her... Uh... Oh, well, it's not that important. I mean, she can catch up. It's She wasn't really there. It's just a joke. Sit down. Sit down. Put your headphones on. All right. Just relax. Uh... What I miss? What I miss? I just announced that you read last night's game between the Clippers and the Timberwolf in Minnesota. We don't know how you got there, but you were there. I was? Yeah, apparently you glued your wrist to the court to protest the death of chickens. <laughs> Alicia Santorio is a member of an animal activist group called Direct Action Everywhere. She was wearing a shirt with a message about the team owner of the Timberwolves. His name is Glenn Taylor. And it said, Glenn Taylor roasts animals alive. <gasps> mm -hmm. That was you. I'm and not I, saying anything. I guess this is the new thing where you can, there's some sort of what, sort of uh, skin glue that you can use to glue yourself to a surface. Some guy did this, I think, in Sacramento at a hearing the other day. And it doesn't yeah. rip your flesh off? I doubt it because I don't think it's made that way. I mean, is there a layer of her skin left on the court? <laughs> she wrote on My Twitter, dear. I super glued down to the basketball court to bring attention to the mass killing of chickens at Glenn Taylor's factory farm using a technique called ventilation shutdown. Now, if you haven't been following this story, there have been some outbreaks of severe bird flu. And apparently, at the farm owned by Taylor called Rembrandt Enterprises, uh, you better hang on, Deborah Mark. They killed 5.3 million birds oh last month. Oh, my God. They, ca they caught the flu? <laughs> How do they know all of those birds caught the flu? That's the thing they don't know, so they just kill them all Jeez. and try to start over. They should have all been tested. Now, the American Veterinary Medical Association prefers a method using a water-based foam to spray over the birds in a barn. The birds suffocate as the foam is applied. God, that's... Who, who, who recommends that? That's so barbaric. The American Veterinary Medical Association. <laughs> you suffocate them with foam? Yes, apparently uh -huh. it's the most humane. And Taylor roasted the chickens instead? 
Well, if the foam method isn't available, the U.S. Department of Agriculture recommends seal the barn doors and inject carbon dioxide into the building to make them unconscious until they suffocate. Suffocate that way, sure. But if the methods are impossible because of the size of the flock or a lack of equipment, here comes ventilation shutdown. Option number three. Now, Deborah's friends at Direct direct Action Everywhere describe (laughs) ventilation shutdown as a mass-killing method whereby ventilation openings in the industrial sheds full of birds are closed. Some combination of heat, steam, and or carbon dioxide gas is introduced, eventually uh-huh. killing the animals via Oh, so they, they get coked, uh, coked, cooked and suffocated. That is... That's why she says roasts birds alive. Disgusting. I didn't know there were so many ways to mass kill chickens. Well... I'm sure there are more. Yep. <laughs> this is just the tipping point. Wow. Well, what are you going to do? They were able to remove her from the floor actually pretty quickly. I don't it, think she was successful in getting the glue to stick. Did, uh, was she in favor of the carbon dioxide method? or No, or and the, no method. She doesn't want them. Well, she probably, like Deborah Mark, wants them all tested, and the ones absolutely. that don't have the bird flu can be... I don't belong in this world. I can't stand the way animals are treated. I'm serious. I, I just... I, I can't. <laughs> You triggered her. I, I, I really. Yeah, I, know. I think about this all the time. How animals really? are treated, and then I feel so guilty because I don't do anything about it, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know what to do about it well, when I hear could, a story like this. You could this. glue yourself to the floor. Oh yeah, what's that going to do? <laughs> it's not going to do a thing. Glue girl is what they're calling this woman. <laughs> Glues now. yourself to the floor, and does she think she's accomplished something? Well, the story's everywhere, so people are getting I, more informed about it. So. Maybe someone listening right now will take Deborah Mark's uh, words to action and come up with a better method to uh, deal with the bird flu. Uh, I don't there has think to so. be some kind of testing I, just to kill all these birds in such a well, barbaric you do, you, way. You can't do five million tests. Well, you can. It'll take a long time. <laughs> They're tiny birds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else are they doing all day long? <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, when we return, we'll be speaking with... If uh, I see you stuck to the floor out in the hall... You'll know why. I'll, I'll know there's a protest going on. John Kupala is stopping by for a visit. This story out of Long Beach is worth a few minutes. There's a vacant lot fee that Long Beach implemented in 2017. Seriously, if you own a vacant lot, you better do something with it or you face a fine. I don't understand this at all. You, well, can't, ex- you can't own a, an empty uh, plot of land? You can't even own a piece of earth anymore without they getting fined. They had hoped that you would put up a garden or something. Or, right. well, it's not your business. It's not yours. I think uh, the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association agrees. That's why they've taken oh, up well, this case for good. A, We're going to have John Kupal on here. He'll explain how absurd this is coming up. I want to glue myself to the floor over that. <laughs> I'm going to glue myself to the floor. Boy, she's got to be a lot of fun at home. John and Ken show Deborah Mark. That could be fun. You never <laughs> yeah, know. Well, it could be, sure. Uh, Deborah Mark has the news. Camp I am 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. 
This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.